The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf is being studied on Rishmat Avram ben Esther. Today's daf is being studied for Ashrema, Yosef ben Sarah, Rahamim ben Adel, and Sarah bat Rahel. Inna refanahim, inna refanahim. Fatanefesh, watamu fatankar, wa wakhini, rasum an Omar. Amen. Again, today's daf on Chavzayin, Amud Rishon, and we are on the second line. The Gemara is now going to analyze a statement that we said in our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if a lady was taken into captivity for the sake of Mammon, so then you assume that what? The Goyim did not violate her because they do not want to violate her because they think they're not going to get paid if they do that. So therefore, you can assume that what? She's okay. But if it was for the sake of Nefashot, if it was for capital punishment, if it was for, 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 for killing her, let's say, which we'll see the Gemara with that case, is then already you assume that what? They violate her because they treat her like Hefkir. Uh, and we learn from Shittat Rashi that the assumption is in that case over there that she did it even willingly, and therefore she'd be forbidden even if her husband is a Yisrael. Good. So now the Gemara is going, and we saw a Shittat Rabbi Shemuel Bar Yitzhak, Rabbi Shemuel Yitzhak said that this whole deal in the Mishnah, by Mamonot is only Kishiyad Yisrael Takifa, where the Jews are in control. Therefore the Green must skid do anything, because they know that the government of the Jews are going to hold them accountable, they're not going to get their money. However, if Yad Goyim Tekifa, then already even on Mamunot, they're going to violate the lady, she's going to be forbidden to the husband. So Gemara says now, another version of a Gemara. Some have this version. We also have a Mishnah to support this Shita. We have a testimony of Rabbi Yosei Kohen and Rabbi Zechariah ben Katsab Al Bat Yisrael Shurhena Ashkelon. That's a bat Yisrael that she was she mortgaged herself in Ashkelon. When he mortgaged herself, she owed people money Goyim, and she didn't make the payment date. So therefore, she like sold herself willingly to the uh, Goyim, and that was the um, the, the way they're going to get payment. So it says, what happened? Now witnesses obviously came along and told the family what happened. Once they heard that, they said, okay, she was by the Goyim. They just did self-meaning. They did not allow her uh, anyone out to, uh, obviously she was freed after. But they assumed that she was violated, and they didn't let her marry until, let's say, the Ikeuna. So, But the witnesses are coming along, those same witnesses, and saying, what? Nothing happened. She wasn't secluded, she didn't become Tamir. The Amru Hachamim, so the rabbis came along to the family and said like this, If you're believing already the witnesses that say, that she was taken into captivity, you know, that she mortgaged herself, so you gotta believe them fully. Believe what they said, secondly, that she was not violated. If you're not believing them, that, uh, that she was not violated, so don't believe them what they said. So the Gemara is, the story in Ashkelon was what? A monetary situation. And what? And the only reason why you believed is because Edim are testifying that nothing happened. But what? If there were no witnesses, no, you wouldn't believe. You'd assume that what? Uh, that she was violated. And again, I was assuming at this point, there's no difference between Hurhina and Nehmesha. And we see that's a monetary case. And even in a monetary case, you have to assume what? There was violation over here. And the only reason why this case, we don't believe there's violence because you had two witnesses. Aye, but we learned in our Mishnah that on a monetary case, you assume that what? Off the night, even without witnesses, that nothing happened. But here was Master only because there was witnesses. So that's the way the Gibraltar is establishing a contradiction. So my love, lo shina urena, lo shina nechmesha. Now we're assuming there's no difference between hurhena and nechmesha. Gibraltar says, lo, hurhena shani. Hurhena is different for the simple logic. Because there, she herself gave herself over. So when she herself gives herself over, the debt is due to grief. Say, listen, you're our property now. Hey, you owe us the money, you didn't pay. She herself gave herself over. So they're nafkira. So therefore they went with her. They'll, they'll go with her. But she, in the case of where they just took her, 
against her will. So therefore, she's going to do anything to protect herself that she shouldn't uh, be violated. So therefore, in that case over there, it's a monetary case as well. Therefore, when it comes to monetary, you assume the women are not going to violate it because they want to get paid. So therefore, there is a difference between Hurhena and Nehmesha. Comes Gabran and says, hey, another version. Ika mirma. Some brought our Mishnah and that Mishnah over there with the case of Hurhena and they pitted the two Mishnah against each other and made a contradiction. Which means, we had the Gemara earlier that said, in the name of Rabbi Shemuel Bar Yitzhak, he made a Hiduk between Yad Goyim Tekifa or Yad Yisrael Tekifa. He said that on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, when it comes to Mamonot, you don't assume violation. So Rabbi Shemuel Bar Yitzhak came along and said, you don't assume violation only when we're in charge. But when the Goyim are in charge, you assume violation. Some come to that same conclusion, but a different way. Not based on Rabbi Shemuel Bar Yitzhak's statement, but by bringing a Stidan Mishnayot, and the way they're going to answer the Mishnayot is by saying, Kan Yad Yisrael Takifa, Kan Kishen Yad Yisrael Takifa. The Gebra explains. Tenan, we learned in our Mishnah, Al Yedem Mamon Muter Lebaala. That if it's a monetary territory situation, why she's permissible to the husband? Because again, the Guim are not going to violate her for uh, money. Urminu, uh, so they ask the contradiction. Here, either be Yosef, that's the whole story. Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Zechariah bin Akasab. About a lady that was Hurhena. And what happened? It was a monetary situation. And what happened? The only reason why you believe that no violation took place is because there was two witnesses. I see, so you see what? In monetary cases, Yahoshesh, Ashtida from the Mishnah to the Mishnah. Right? The case of Ashkelon was a monetary case. Right? And only the reason why you believe nothing happened because there was witnesses. So, so how you answer the contradiction? Umeshani, Amar of Shmuel Bar Rav Yitzchak Lakashia. Can she have the center kifal of the kuchavim? Can she have the kuchavim to kifal atzman? So make a hiduk. The hiduk is an outmishda. The reason why you don't assume anything happened because Yad Yisrael takif. The case over there, the case of Hurhena. The reason why you believe something happened unless you have witnesses because that case was Yad Goyim takifah. Now this way, this version is very significant because this version is not making a hiduk between. Hurhena and Nechmesha. They're assuming that it's the same dynamics in both cases. It's just that what? If it's Yad Yisrael Takifa, even in the case of Hurhena, it's monetary. Nothing happened. You don't need any witnesses. The only reason why you needed witnesses in the Hurhena case was because it was Yad Goyim Takifa. That's why you had to assume that something happened. But intrinsically, there's no difference between Hurhena and Nechmesha. The main Shailuk is what? Yad Yisrael Takifa or Yad Goyim Takifa. Comes the Gabbana continues. So what do we say now, Mishnah? We said that if let's say the Goyim took somebody into captivity, specifically a lady, because of, let's say, a nifashot, because of a, a crime that's punishable by death, then already you assume that what? She's Hifkir. And therefore they violate her, and therefore even according to that she, you have to say she did it willingly. Because eventually she'll do it willingly to the captives, and therefore she submitted even to her husband who was a Yisrael. So the government was asking, what's the case of nifashot? So Amar Rav Kegon, like the case of the wives of thieves. Which means you have guys that are Ganavim. So according to the Guim, So once the Hayab Mita, what did the Guim do? Their whole family becomes now like a Hifkir. Which means they plunder their family, they uh, do anything they want to their family, because the guys are already on death row. So therefore the wives of thieves, you have to assume now that what? The Guim are going to violate. That's Inyan Nefashot. That's, that's what she's Hayab Mita. The husband is Hayab because he stole. Therefore, once already the guy's uh, sentence, we'll see exactly at which stage. But the point is, now already the wives are violated. Comes to says, Amar, Velevi Amar, Kegon Ishtoshil Ben Donai. He says, no, Ben Donai was a thief. Not a thief. Ben Donai was a rotseya, was a murderer. And therefore, according to Levi, no, no. The, the, the wives of thieves is not uh, where the Goyim are going to violate. But when it comes to murder, like Ben Donai was a murderer, so his wife already, now they treat uh, like Yifkir, and then we have to assume that what? She's going to be violated. So have a machloket. To what level? Is it the wives of thieves or the wives of murderers? What's considered the case of Nefasot? Gemara says, Amar Haskiya, Oh, so Haskiya is very poor halakha. This is only talking where the Goyim already were posek, they gave a final judgment that the husband is guilty. Which means, until they finally bang the gavel and say, guilty, they're not going to violate the wife. 
The Rabbi Yohanan Amar, even before the sentencing, which is once already, they already hold them guilty, even before they give the final judgment, already you have to concern them that they're going to violate, and therefore the wives are going to be asurat to the husbands. karkom. You have a city that the karkom captured. What's karkom? Hayalim, soldiers, they put a siege around the city. Now again, the assumption is that when soldiers plunder a city, so they're going to violate all the women that are in the city. So the Mishnah says, Kol kohanot betocha pesulot. Any lady that's married to Kohen, automatically have to assume that she's pesula. Why? Because she was raped. Now the deen is that a lady that is raped, is married to a Kohen, even Anusa is forbidden to the husband. Which is a lady that's married to a Yisrael, if she's Ne'ensa, so she's not forbidden to the husband. But a wife of a Kohen, even Ne'ensa, is Asurat. If we have to assume that the soldiers, when they were sieging the city, they went and they violated the ladies. But if let's say there's witnesses, even witnesses are normally pasul, meaning an Evid, a slave, or a Shifha, they give them an Emanut. See, the rabbis, the reason why they trusted these inferior witnesses because the whole thing is a humrah. We don't know what happened over here. The whole thing is a hashash and we're being mahmil like a bekiuna. So therefore, since the whole thing is a humrah, we'll also be lenient to rely on what? The quasi-witnesses. But a person himself does not have an iman, which means a person cannot come along himself and say, uh, you know, nothing uh, happened. Uh, and uh, therefore, you need the uh, uh, witnesses. Question, Urminu. Baleshit Shiba'ad'ir. What is a Baleshit? Baleshit is again soldiers as she says. Hail or Hail Al Shem Shimbahapsim Kola Matmunim. They're looking for all the uh, hidden treasures. Uh, the Pasuk says by uh Yosef and the brothers, by Hapes, when the brothers uh, they had the uh, the Gavia in one of the Shivatims in Binyamin's uh the sack. So, so they were searching by Hapes. The Targum explains the word by Hapes Ubalash. Which seems over here that to search. So these soldiers, they come in and they're digging up all the places over to see uh, any matmonim, any treasures. That's what's called Baleshit. And then when they come to the city, Bisha'at Shalom, they're not coming uh, at a, a, in a war, they're coming in, the, in peacetime. So it says, Habiyot Petuchot Asurot. So any barrel of wine, Jewish wine, that's open becomes Asura. Why? Because you assume they're going to have time. They're going to come and uh, drink from it. That's already considered yai nesek, and therefore the wine becomes forbidden. Situmot mutarot. But if it's sealed, it's sealed so you know they didn't open it. So therefore the wine is going to remain permissible. Bishat melchama. But in the time of war, elu ve'elu mutarot. At a time of war, even the barrels of wine that are open are going to be permissible. Why? Because there is no time in the time of war for them to go now start drinking the wine. Oh, so the question is, you're telling me in our Mishnah that when you have a uh, army that's surrounding a city, right? So you tell me all the Kohanot are forbidden. Uh, what do you mean? I thought there's no time. Just like there's no time for them to drink wine. So the Gibbara says, Amar Rab Mori, Lib'ol Yesh Penai. Lenasech in Penai. He says, to make the Bi'ah, to have time for that. Right? Because the Goyim are Pirutzot. However, it comes to drinking the wine, they don't have time for that. So even in a wartime, They'll see the way that they have time for the bi'ah. Rabbi Yitzchak bar el-azar b'shemeh dihizkiyah amar. Kan be'karkom shilotam malchut, kan be'karkom shilmalchut ahiret. Oh, so the Gemara gives a different haiduk over here. Again, the question is, I, we saw a baleshet, when they come into a town, we assume that they don't have time for these things, just like they don't have time to be minasech the yayin. I, but in Amishnah was ma'ash, but they have time. So the Gemara gives a different answer. You have a karkom shil otam malchut or karkom shil malchut ahed. Karkom shil otam malchut is, let's say you have a certain government, and they want to annex a certain place next to their uh, domain. They want to annex it to their, uh, to their territory. So they go in, and they surround them, and they annex it. In that case, you're not hoshit, they're going to violate the woman. Because they want to keep it uh, uh, in existence, so they can charge taxes. So they're going to be nice, so to speak. They're not going to rape anybody, because they want to keep it uh, to their, uh, to their uh, tax, uh, t- tax money. Mashi'ikim, well, let's say you have a foreign government, that comes in, they don't care about anything. They're coming for the quick plunder. And then they're going to come in now, they're going to violate the whole city. So in that case, you said that what? That they're going to go and make the whole uh, situation of the corner. So our Mishnah, that says the Kohanot of Pesulot was talking about a karkom shil malchut acheret. However, if it's otam malchut, 
you're not worried that they're going to make a uh, make a biyah. That's the way Rashi understands. Let's read that Rashi inside. Karkom shel otam malchut. Eno rotzel lashchit et benai. They want to destroy the city. Ushikomesh ira samuk lememshalto. When they annex or they they attack a, 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 a domain next to their memshala, shomra. They protect it. And it becomes another uh, tax revenue for them. Comes Gibran asks, Even if it's the same Malchut, it's impossible. The law. The way that she understands the questions, even in the same Malchut. So you tell me the soldiers are not going to do anything. It's not possible. One soldier is not going to run and go do something to, to one of the ladies. So if you have to be Hoshesh, that what? That there were some stray soldiers over here that didn't follow the laws, and they went in and they, uh, they violated the, the ladies. He changes it. And he said that Sefarim Ma'alim said the law Akar. Okay, Akami didn't uproot themselves from the army and go to make a uh, violation. So Gebra says, Amar of Yudah Marshwil, Kishim Mishmarot Ro'ot Zu Itzu. You're talking about we have sentries, we have watchmen. What does it mean watchmen? Nashi. Mishmarot, Makom Ma'amad Ashoblim. You have a place where the Shoblim are standing up, the guards. Sheyamid Amelech Shloyit. Which means there's gods. That nobody should get damaged in the city. So therefore we're not worried about anybody sneaking away and going doing anything because there's a lot of security to make sure that the soldiers themselves are uh, behaving so they don't damage anybody. So the Gabbanah says, It's impossible that the guards are not going to fall asleep. Which means how long do they watch? 24 hours they're going to fall asleep. Once they fall asleep, then people are going to go in and they're going to they're they're violate the ladies. They put in the city, in like a gate in front of the city, that's iron chains. So therefore, if anybody goes into the city, you'll hear the chains shaking, so the sentries will wake up and they'll be able to catch them. There's a watchdog there as well, the dog will bark. Gavza is like a, uh, a goose that also will make uh, noise. Oh, Gavza, I'm sorry, Gavza is a... Right, there's those spikes. They put spikes, wood spikes over there. Therefore, the, the, they won't ever be able to, to go through. The Abza. Abza is the goose. Okay, it's the geese that make a noise. Right, as she says, Gabzak Maklot. Those are sticks. The Kismin Lekashil Bayin. So therefore, not only there's a security system set up that nobody's going to get in there. If they get in there, they'll hear the chain shaking, the dogs will bark, the geese will uh, make noise, and they'll get stumbled by the, uh, by the uh, spikes. So that's the way that she uh, understands the uh, sugya. We did uh, have a question over here. The Rishonim asked a question over here that's not Mr. Bear to sit all the ladies in the city because maybe one guy snuck in and uh, violated the, the ladies over here. Um, that's such a far-fetched uh, thing. And therefore, other Rishonim want to say, learn the whole sugya differently. Let's learn that shita. Now, this is the shita of Rabbeinu Hanan'el. And Rabbeinu Tam. Let's see how they learned the sugya. They say like this. Rabbi Yitzhak bin Al-Azhar came to answer the stira from our Mishnah to the stira Let's review. Our Mishnah said what? That in the case of it, we have an army that's surrounding the city. You have to sumat. They went around. They violated all the ladies. Any lady that's married to a Kohen becomes forbidden. Yeah? Oh, we saw in Abu when the soldiers come in. That what? You don't assume that they violated the uh, wine. Because uh, they don't have any time. Uh, so the assumption is just like you have no time for the wine, there's no time for biyah. So make up your mind. So the Gemara said that what? That our Mishnah is talking about that when you talk about the government of its own, we're just trying to annex a place. So when you're coming to, to annex a place, we assume that what? It's not going to... According to this interpretation. According to the way we're learning now. With the own... Uh, government uh, situation and therefore right, which means they're not worried that anybody else is going to fight them, which is they themselves are annexing a territory for themselves 
Therefore, they have time. It's a new answer. They have the opposite. They have time to make Nisukhayayin. Because they themselves are doing it. They're not fighting anybody. There's no resistance. They're just going along and annexing another uh, town next to them or a village or whatever, uh, territory next to them. Therefore, they have time to menasikhtiyayin. They have time to make a bi'ah. Therefore, you can osir all the wines that are opened, uh, even in the times of war. Because bottom line, they have uh, time. However, the Mishnah Ravud Azra is talking about Malkut Ahirat, which means after they conquer the city, they're still scared. Because they're still scared there's going to be resistance from somewhere else. So therefore, they don't have time to be Minasikh Tiyayim. They don't have time also to make Bi'ah with the ladies over there. Because that, that, that's the first difference between the way these rabbis are answering. Now, so therefore, you're going to Matir. When it's Malchut Acheret, they just want to take their stuff and they want to run. They don't want to stay around because they know there's going to be resistance by the other government, the other armies. So therefore, in that case over there, we're not worried about the situation of the ladies. Tadat, the Gemara says, even in the Karkom Shilotam Malchut, which is even in the situation we have the government itself, where the Mishnah said they have a problem that the ladies are going to be uh, violated, how could you say that all the ladies were violated? Maybe some of the ladies escaped. Different interpretation. We're not going on, maybe some of the guim went in. I can do around one group. Maybe the ladies themselves escaped out. So to that, the Gemara says, right, that's why, according to that, the Gemara says, the law arka had minayu. Arka is feminine. Our language is arak. But some of the Gemara the law arka which is a feminine, one of the ladies must have escaped, and therefore, he should always bat the ladies, maybe she escaped. Tanat Gemara says, no, we're talking about they can't escape. You have chains, you have dogs, you have goose, and therefore, they can't escape because you're already here. They, they set up a security system that the ladies can't escape. So you have two uh, totally different interpretations between the Rishonim, how to understand the sugya. Comes Gemara continues. Second white line, Amar bi Ababar Zavda, Pedigi bar bi Udani si Abra Banan, Hadamar kam bi karkom shilotam malchut, kam bi karkom shilmalchut acheret, vela kasha le vela midi. Which is one rabbi had the question that we had from the second Kitubot, the second Abu Dazra, they answer like we answered the Shitatnashi, that what Amishta is talking about, kam bi karkom shilotam malchut. Otam malchut, we're not worried about, I'm sorry, Amishta is talking about karkom shilmalchut acheret. That what? They're coming in, and then they're going to violate everybody. Because they're just coming in for the quick uh, plunder. Therefore, they'll plunder the city. They don't care about anything. And therefore, they'll, 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 they'll violate all the ladies. And the case of Abu Dazra, where you say they're not violated, it's talking about Karkom, Shel, or Tabakhu, because they want taxes. Good. And according to this answer, they did not have any questions. I mean, they didn't have the question that the Gemara asked. I, what about maybe one of the soldiers stuck away and violated somebody, and then we have to give the answer that there was uh, the sentries, and then the Gemara had a question, I, maybe they were sleeping. According to this answer, this rabbi just answered, and he did not have that question, maybe somebody snuck away, that they had to go and start giving the whole answer with the dogs and the chains and all that. They had kolhani, and one rabbi had all these questions, I maybe a soldier stuck away, therefore he violated a lady. Uh, to give answered sentries. Uh, maybe the sentries were sleeping. Oh, look, because you put the chains. And therefore, Umeshani can go to Madale and Mata, you put a new city, Shushilta, you put the iron chain, Kalbar, a dog, Gavzar, spikes, Ve'avzar, and the geese. Amar of Idibar Avin, Amar of Yitzhak, but Ashian. In Yesham, Mahboa, Achat, Matselet, Ala, Kohanot, Kulan. Kebara says, if let's say you have one tunnel, an underground tunnel where a lady can escape through, so that tunnel is going to save all the corner, because you could assume what? That they were in the tunnel and they saved themselves. Now there is a mahlokir um, here amongst the Rishonim, uh, again, amongst the Poskim actually, if the lady has to claim that she was in the tunnel. Some Rishonim, Poskim say, yeah, what is the tunnel work? What she's saying, I was in the tunnel. But if she doesn't claim that she was in the tunnel, then it's not going to be a um, not going to be a claim. Or do we say no? We're toler that every lady was in the tunnel, and therefore you can assume that she was okay. Correct. That's one she thought. Some she didn't have to say it. Just automatically assume that she was in the tunnel. So comes the Gemara and says, "Ba'ir, bi'ir, miya." So the miya is a question. 
אין המחזקת אלא אחת מהו. Let's say the tunnel can only hold one lady. It's a small tunnel. Well, מי אמנינן כל חדה וחדה, היינו ה. Do you say, well, no one's saying anything, right? But each lady I'll say, that was the lady that was in the tunnel. And if I can be מקל and say all of them are, okay. או דילמה לא אמנינן, or maybe I say, we don't say this, which means could be, since this whole חומרה is a חשש לבנן. So no, it comes to the banana, it's going to be mekel. You're right, only one room for one lady. I'll say, you know what? That was the lady that was in the tunnel. The next lady comes and say, that was the lady that was in the tunnel. Which means I can always be mekel and say that that lady said this. Or maybe I say what? No. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Why is this any different than a case that we know already? We have an established case. What's the case? Mishneh Shevilim. There's two roads. Echad Tameh Vechad Tahor. What does it mean, Echad Tameh Vechad Tahor? You have a road, there was a guy buried across, meaning the width-wise. So therefore it's guaranteed anybody that goes down that road is ma'ahil over the mit that's buried on that road. Okay? Now you don't know which road has the tum'ah and which road has the ta'ah. So ve'alach be'echad. The guy walked down one of those roads, ve'asad ta'ah. Then after he went and he, he dealt with things that are ta'ah. Let's say he went, he dealt with tirumah or something like that. Ubah His friend came along and walked on the other road. So for sure one of them walked on the road that was ta'ah. Ve'asad ta'ah. He also did ta'ah. <coughs> so we want to know the status of the taharot. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yudahomer, in this alzim of ne'atzmo, of ne'atzmo, if let's say each one came to us separately, one guy came to us and said, Rabbi, walk down the road A, then I touch taharot, we tell him, okay, we can assume that you walk down the tahor road, because we have a rule, sefek tum'ah b'nishut ha-rabim, sefeko tahor. That we have a sefek of tum'ah in the b'nishut ha-rabim, the way we posek the she'elah is, la'akil. Therefore, he's coming and saying, Rabbi, I was in the Shutra Rabbi, I walked down one road, I don't know if I walked on the Tamer or the Tahor road. We say, you know what? Sefek Tumar Shutrim Tahor, you touch Tahor, no problem. And then what? The next guy comes up and says, Rabbi, I walked down on the other road. The same Sefek. Sefek Tumar Shutra Rabbi, Sefek Tahor, therefore the Tahor are okay. However, Vezimif Na'asot Tahorot. Shinehim Ka'achab, and both come together to the Rabbis, then they're ready Timeot. Because they're ready, how can the Rabbis tell both of them simultaneously? <laughs> When you touch the stone, when you touch the stone, it looks like the Beitin is lying over here. Because for sure, somebody over here had to walk down on the road that was Tamein. They're both standing in front of us. That's the first Shita. Rabbi Yosei Omer, Benkach, Benkach, Timein. Rabbi Yosei Mahmid. Even if they came separately, you have to say that what? They're going to become Tamein. Benkach, Benkach. What's the logic of Rabbi Yosei why he says Timein? Oh, so the Gabbara is going to explain. The Gabbara is going to explain. Everybody says if they come together, because it looks like um, it looks like shaking over here. When they come separately, everybody says even if you say. Lo nehliku ela. What's the ma'alokit? Bevali shael alav al habero. Uh, when the guy's coming along to ask for himself and his friend. Rabbi, I walked down road A and I touched the road, and my friend walked down road B and touched the road. So the other guy didn't show up in front of Betty. So more middamele bevatahat. So the Biyosei says that's considered as if they both came together. Because what's the difference if he's there or he's talking for himself and his friend? And the other rabbi says, no, that's like Zeharze, because why would you have one guy in the uh, betin over here, and therefore we're just ju- answering his question, and his sister's friend's not there, it's like, it's, it's one after the other, and therefore it's okay. Oh, so there, and therefore both tahor. So now the Gemara says, So here also, According to this answer, what do you want to tell me? You have one mahbo, you have one, uh, one tunnel. It can fit one lady. So if you're going to come along and say, what? All the ladies over here are going to be thrown. Nobody came in front of us over here. But by the way, you're being matir all the ladies at the same time. It's like what? Batarat. And according to the you'll say, what do we say? In the case where let's say, they didn't come in front of Betin. But when you're being matir two people at the same time, it's impossible. But you, you say, you say, you're matiring all these ladies at the same time. How can all of them be in the mahbo? Only one can be. And therefore, it should be similar to that case that we should say what? All of them are timeot. All of them are, we consider them violated. So what's the difference between the cases? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Hachi ashta? What are you, you're comparing the case of the tum'ah to the case of the ladies? What's the difference? Hatam vada'i ika tum'ah. Their vada'i, we know, on one of the roads there was tum'ah. So for sure, both of them cannot be ta'or. Which means, when both of them, when one guy comes up and says, me and my friend, if you hold that wat, it's considered batahat, 
for sure one of them is Tameh. Therefore you have to say what? Go to the Biyo, say Tameh. Hacha miyemar de itme. Which means, if she was in the uh, Mahbo, she's good. And even if she wasn't in the Mahbo, sure. still she might be good. Who said that she, she came to me outside of the Mahbo? It's for sure that she got violated outside. So therefore, you could say simultaneous in this case. Because by the way, even if she wasn't in the Mahbo, I mean, my dear everybody, if you're in the Mahbo, you're good. If you're out of the Mahbo, could be a good also. So maybe in this case, maybe there's more room to be Mikhail. It's, it's not considered the Matahat case of the Shneh, Shibilin. Comes again and says, Ba'ira Bashir. Amra, let's say the lady herself said, there was a mahbo in the uh, town, right? She didn't have to say anything technically, because according to what we learned above, if there's a mahbo in the town, automatically you assume that uh, what's well, mahlokin, if she has to say anything or not. But let's say she comes along now and says, Listen, I'm telling you, I was not in the mahbo, but lo nitmeti. So now the Gemara says, Mao, mi amrinan mali le shakir. Do you use a sevara of that's called what is she gain to lie? Which means she didn't have to say anything over here. She could have kept quiet. She's coming along now. It's like a pesha said a pesha She's coming along and saying what? Listen, I wasn't in the mahbo, but I'm telling you, I wasn't uh, metameh. Or do you say odilma lo amrinan? Or maybe you don't say that. Which means who knows? Maybe really she was violated. And the reason why she said she wasn't in the uh, mahbo, she had a reason to say she wasn't in the mahbo. Maybe you don't uh, accept it uh, by saying, oh, she wasn't in the mahbo. Maybe she was really tabir, but there was a reason why she said, uh, I wasn't in the mahbo. So that's the question of the Gemara. Is she in it or not? So comes the Gemara and says, Odimalo Amrinan. Gemara says, Umay shina ma'u ma'aseh. Why is it different this question you ask over here from the following ma'aseh? Ta'ahu gabra de agad le hamra le hamre. A guy rented a hamor to his friend, a donkey to his friend. So he told his friend that he's renting it to I'm telling you, listen, there's conditions to this uh, lease. I don't want you to take the hamor to the river of Pekod. There's a lot of water over there. It's going to be dangerous for the hamor. I don't want you to take it over there. You want to walk it, go to the area of Nirash and walk the donkey over there. Because there's no water. And what did he do? He went and he took the uh, donkey on the Harpekod, Umit Hamra, and sure enough, the donkey died. So now the one that rented the donkey, the, 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 the lessor, came in front of uh, Rabah. Oh, I'm sorry, the Lisi, the one that, uh, the Sukher, that took the, rented the donkey, he came in front of Rabah and said, Yes, in. I definitely went on the river of Nehar Pekod. However, there was no water over there at the time. So he died from different causes. So Rava says, listen, you got to believe him. Why would he lie? He could have just said, I walked on Nehar Nerash. From the fact that he came along and said, ah, yes, I did walk on the Al Pekod, but there was no water, therefore it should be Neiman. Amar the Abayes, Abayes says, what are you talking? Mali leshakir bimkom edim lo amrinan. Which means when there's an assumption, even without, let's say, formal witnesses, but when it's known fact that something is true, I don't say the Sivan Mali leshakir. Everybody knows, like the sun rises, everybody knows that by the Al Pekod, there's water. And therefore, when a guy comes along and says, listen, I took him by the Arpika where there's no water. What are you talking about? It's like an non-sahadeh. Everybody knows that, what? There's water. I don't, I don't say, well, he could have said. He could have said. The guy's a liar. And therefore, we don't say. So therefore, similarly, the Gabbana wants to use Abayez Savara over here. This lady comes along and says, listen, I was in the, uh, I was not in the Mahbo, but I was not mitame. Hey, listen, if you're saying you're not in the, in the, in, 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 in the, in the cave, in the, in the Mahbo, it's as if you're saying what? You were Vadai Nitmit. Because outside there was the soldiers over there. The soldiers are going to violate everybody. So we don't say a seven of Mali Shakir in the case where there's like an Anan Sa'adeh. The assumption is that what? She got violated. So therefore, why should she be? Ne'emenet. So the Gabbana says, wait. Hechachi Ashta. You compare the case of the Habot, the case of the lady. Hatam Vadai Ika Edim di Ika Maya. Again, in the case of the, the river, for sure, you know for a fact that there's water in that place. It's not a safik. However, but here, are you sure that she became Tamej? Because she's saying she wasn't in the uh, cave. 
the pharaoh. And maybe in a case where it's only a hashash, I'll say this to Rav, Mali Neshakev. In this case over here, even on the sun, it's just she wasn't in the cave. It's not Vatai that she was Metameh. Uh, I believe her to say what? I wasn't in the cave, but I was not Metameh. So in this case, she will say Mali Neshakev. But she again, in the case of the Hamor, when the guy comes up and says, listen, I was on Nehar, the Peko, but there was no water. Eh, no water. But that is water. Everybody knows there's water that the river over there. Therefore, you don't have a similar of Mali Neshakev. Comes the Gemara and says, "Im yesh aydim afidu aved afidu shifcha neemanim." We said that when it comes to the case of uh, a person testifying that what that the lady was uh, not violated by the soldiers, you believe even an aved, even a shifcha, right? Even witnesses that normally are pesulim, you believe them. So Gemara says, "Va'afidu shifcha dida mehemna." From the Mishnah, they didn't make a haluk. It says a shifcha. It's not that even the lady's own shifcha maid servant is neemanit. So the Gemara says, Unmini, what do you mean? We have a contradiction. What's the case over here? We have a case of Masikat Kitid. The case of Masikat Kitid is as follows. You have a man that's on his deathbed. It's called the Shechim What happened? He doesn't want his wife to now have to go make Halitza in the event that he dies. Let's say they have no children. Now ready, she has a Yibum situation. She has a Halitza. He doesn't want her, he doesn't want his wife to do that. So what? He wants to give her a divorce. So what does he do? He writes the divorce up and he says, one second before I die, this divorce is going to be Hal. Okay, but the law is like this. Once you write a get like that, the law is, since it's not hal yet, the husband and the wife are not allowed to be secluded with each other. Because if they're secluded with each other, you have to assume that maybe they had a bi'ah. And therefore, what are we concerned about? We're concerned about since this get is dated, let's say, for an earlier date. It's dated when they wrote it. Therefore, they're going to have a child. And now people are going to see the get that kicked in later, but they're going to think that the get was actually executed earlier. And they're going to think this child now is... Basul. So therefore, the deen is, uh, once there was seclusion, the get becomes invalid. you got to write a new get up. So therefore, the deen is, as we say in the Mishnah, Urmini lo emmo el Once already he writes this get up, you're not allowed to be secluded unless there's witnesses. But if there's witnesses, the witnesses will make sure that nothing took place. Now, if there were no witnesses, that get incidentally is called a get yashan. Get yashan is a get. That was written, and then Yehud took place after without witnesses. Therefore, the get is invalid. So the Mishnah they said over there, which is even quasi witnesses that normally are not kasher. You can have even an Avid or a shifcha. What that can testify? I saw them secluded, but nothing happened. Oh, except for her shifcha. Why? Because she's very comfortable with us, Shifha. And therefore we're concerned that what? She's not embarrassed to have a bi'ah with her husband in front of the Shifha. And the concern is that what? The Shifha will cover up for her. So therefore, you see what? When it comes to Shifha, since we have a set of gasma, meaning they're comfortable with each other, they're, 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 they're used to each other. So therefore the same way in the, in the case of Giti, that you don't let the Shifha be one of the witnesses, because we're going to say what? We're going to say that she's going to cover up. So how do you let Shifhata testify that she wasn't violated? She'll cover up uh, as well. Right? Kavz says, Amar So the Pepe says, Bishvuya First answer. You're right. But by Shivuya, since the whole thing is a Humrah, we don't know if she's violated in the first place. So we'll be lenient to rely even on Shifhata. So again, the Pepe holds Shifhata is okay. Second answer. The Papa Amar. The Papa makes a difference between Shifahot. One's talking about his Shifaha, one's talking about her Shifaha. That's she. No, that's she. What's the case over here talking about? Which means, when it comes to his Shifaha, then I believe that what to say that she wasn't violated by these soldiers. When it's it's not her. Her shifcha is not believed. And when we say masikat giti, the husband's, husband's. the husband's shifcha is believed the gabeh uh, violation, which means that nothing happened with the soldiers. But she in the case of giti that we said that the shifcha is not believed. That's talking about her shifcha because when it comes to her shifcha, there's gasba, shalai. And therefore, could be to have their relations, and therefore the get is now a get yashan. 
the shaking in the case of Al-Mishnah, they're talking about, you believe it's talking about Shifhat Dideh. So it comes again what it says, Shifhat Dideh, lo me'emna? What are you talking about? You tell me that her Shifhat is not going to be believed? Ha-Kitani in Adam Me'id al-Atzmo. We have a rule. Al-Mishnah said, a person cannot testify for themselves. Implying what? Ha-Shifhat Dideh me'emna. It's for everybody else in the world can't testify, including even her shifha. So the Gemara says, Shifhata nameh ke'atzma dameh. You know what? Shifhata is like herself. When the, the, the statement said, a person cannot testify for themselves, it means they can't testify or somebody that's like themselves. Who's like themselves? A shifha. Shifha dida. They're shifha. So they were going to the papa, shifha dida is no good. Third answer, the Mashiach Amar, Aviyah, Both Masikhat Ketubot and Masikhat Gitin is talking about Shifhat Dida, her own Shifha. Vishifha Mehza Chazya Vishatka, which means like this. The Gemara is going to go with, with the psychology of a Shifhat Dida, her own Shifha. She's not willing to incriminate her mistress. But at the same time, she's not going to blatantly lie e- either to protect her. Go with that psychology. So now what? She's going to see something that happened. She'll keep quiet. So the Gemara now explains. Hatam, in the case of Git, right? She comes along and she testifies what? I uh, saw them. I was there when they made Yehud. That's all she has to say. She doesn't say anything else. So her silence, if she just keeps quiet, it'll, it'll save her, because she's just saying, I was a witness, or oh, once you're a witness for the Yehud, that's good, that get is valid. Now we're not going to believe her, because she'll lie. Because if all she has to do is be quiet, and not expressly lie, so just be quiet and uh, say, even though I saw Beatrice place, I don't have to say it explicitly, so therefore, she'll keep quiet, and therefore, she'll know that her silence will matir them. Therefore, in that case, we say what? Not ne'eman. Not ne'eman it. However, osnata. In this case over here, the assumption is what? When the soldiers come into the town, the lady is forbidden. And therefore, when this shifha is going to keep quiet, adraba, her silence makes the mistress, her mistress, forbidden. Because the assumption is what? She's uh, violated. Therefore, mehemna, she's believed. You know why? Because when she comes along and says nothing happened, she's not going to expressly say a lie. When she comes along and says nothing happened, you have to assume that what she's telling the truth. So therefore, is indeed believed. Because she won't verbally say a lie. Again, you want to hear the Sivana? Look at what I'm going to say that in a second. In the case of the get, all the lady does is she has to keep quiet to Shifha. By keeping quiet, what happens? You have to not lie. Just by keeping quiet, automatically we're going to say, The get is okay. Because she's coming along and saying, Listen, I was there as a witness for the Yehud. That's what she has to say. She's not going to say anything else. Oh, you're a witness? So therefore, I'll say what? She's lying. Because since all she has to do is keep quiet, she'd be willing to do that. Meanwhile, there was a Bi'alma there. But she's keeping quiet, so therefore she's lying, because she, she don't want to incriminate. And she doesn't got to say it. Not believe Mashi'enken, in the case of the soldiers that came and violated the ladies, there if she keeps quiet, it's not enough. She keeps quiet, the, her, mistress, her mistress is going to be forbidden, because we assume that she, that she was violated. The only way she can say her mistress is why she has to open her mouth. Say, listen, I saw nothing happen. Now we're assuming a ship has not going to go that far to expressively say a lie. The difference is going to be in a minute. So it comes out like this. According to Rav... Asher and Rabbi, both of them hold a shifhadida is neeminet. Where Rabbi holds shifhadida is not neeminet. No, comes the Gemara and says, "Hashdanam atyaum shakira." The Gemara says, "Maybe she'll lie," which means, why are you giving the shifha so much credibility? Maybe even in the case of the Kohen, she'll come along and lie and say. Nothing happened, even though something did happen, which is who said that she won't expressly say a lie? So Gabbara says, Tanti lo amda. Listen, she's not going to do two sins, which means it's enough that she's not coming forward to say that something happened. But she's not going to come along and now say the opposite. 
which means if let's say something happened, from not coming forward, that's already one avon. Not to come forward to say something happened. But to come forward and say the opposite, Tarti lo amda. She's not going to do that. And therefore she has a nemanut. Comes together and says, Kiya, de mori bar Isak. Like the story of mori bar Isak. The amri la, chana bar Isak. Some say the story of chana bar Isak. Ata la acha bebe hoza'ah. A brother of mori surfaced from be hoza'ah. He didn't see this brother for many years. It seems that Mori Bar Isaac's father had a child in Hoza'a, and all of a sudden now this guy surfaces and says, I'm your brother. Why is he saying he's his brother? He wants Yerusha. He wants a piece of the uh, estate. Listen, I want uh, half, of the, uh, half of the half of our father's uh, estate. Yerusha. He says, I don't know who you are. So he came in front of Hazda. Which means he told you he told you good. That what? That he doesn't know who you are. Why? Dikhtiv. Vayakir Yosef etihab. It says Yosef recognized the brothers. The story of Yosef and the brothers. But they did not recognize him. Why didn't they recognize him? Because when he left, he was 17 years old. He had no beard. Now he came with a beard. So therefore there was no way for them to recognize him. He looked differently. So therefore the same thing over here. This, this guy was uh, far away. Now so he surfaces. He said, I'm your brother. Uh, I don't know who you are. He has a beard now. He didn't see him in uh, many years. So he told us, uh, he's right. I, I, I didn't expect him uh, to know who you are. You want to prove that you're his brother? You can't have claims against uh, Mori. He doesn't know who you are because you have a beard. <coughs> Therefore, no, uh, no uh, question against him. You want to prove yourself to your brother? Bring witnesses and prove it uh, legally. These I have witnesses. Problem is, they're scared of my brother Mori. Why? He's a bully. And therefore, we're scared if we're going to give the testimony, who knows what he's going to do to them. So now, Rav gets the case, he goes to Mori and says, he tells Mori, Go, you bring witnesses that he's not your brother. So comes the Gemara and says, So Mori says, what do you mean, Rabbi, is that the law? Which means, he's trying to take money out of me. He can't bring the witnesses. I don't have to bring the witnesses. So he says, Yeah, that's the law for all people like you that are bullies. Which is, when it comes to cases like this, that's the law. you got to bring the uh, testimony. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, sir? This guy, he'll bring witnesses. They'll lie. They'll come along and say, he's not, uh, he's not his brother. So the Gemara says, Same similar Nora. Witnesses, they're not going to make two sins. Which means, it's one sin, knowing that it's the brother and not to testify. But to come along and testify the opposite, that's already a second sin. That much you're not going to do. So the same Sevara we say by the Shifha. It's one thing what, that they won't come forward. But to come forward and say the, the opposite, that much you're not going to do. Comes the says, Lema So comes that we have a Mahlokan over here amongst the rabbis. We actually have Rab Pape and Rab Asheh that want to say a Shifha is Ne'imenit, Shifha Dida is Ne'imenit, and you have Rab Papa that wants to say Shifha Dida is not Ne'imenit. So we want to say that that Mahlokat Abu Naim is actually a Mahlokat amongst the Tanaim. How? Zu Edut, which is this testimony, testifying that a lady was not violated when she was taken into captivity, you believe anybody. Ish Isha. You believe a husband and a wife, even though normally a husband and a wife cannot be witnesses. Tinok v'tinokit, you can even believe children. Abiyah v'ibah, the mother and the father of the lady herself, even though normally they cannot testify because they're relatives. V'ahoyah v'ahotah, her brother or sister. Abalo b'na but we don't believe her children, I guess because they're considered more nogim over here. Lo avda v'shifhata, nor do you believe what? Her shifha. So according to this bright, you see clearly what? Shifha is not ne'emenet. We have another bright that says, Except for herself. And her husband. 
So you see, according to the second, everybody believes even Shifhat Nida. So we have two Braithot. One says Shifhat Nida, Ne'emenet. That's Braitha number two. And Braitha number one says Shifhat is, Shifhat Nida, not Ne'emenet. So we have a Mahlokan amongst the Tana'im. So the Gemara analyzes. They'll go like the brighter that says Ne'emenet. And the other brighter that says not Ne'emenet, uh, they don't go like. So according to them, you have no choice to explain that what? It is indeed a Mahloket Tana'im. However, did a Papa Milem a Tana'i? According to the Papa. The Papa said Shifha is not Ne'emenet. Maybe there's a way to say it's not a Mahloket Tana'im. Which means Vada'i, brighter number one is going like the Papa. But maybe we can answer brighter number two. That's Mashma. The only one that's not Ne'emenet is her. Maybe there's a way we can answer according to the Papa to make it that it's not going to be a Mahloket amongst the Tana'im, which means we want to make it a Papa according to everybody. So the Gemara says we can. Which means like this. Maybe I can answer the second writer like this. She is like Shifhadida. Didn't we say that? Just like she's not in the Eminit, Shifhadida is like her. So therefore, Papa, I can agree with that writer. When the writer said, he in on the Eminit, he in a minute, Timor Shifhata in a minute. So therefore, he can agree with both Brighton. So the Gemara says, yes, indeed. There's a way for the Papa to go with both Brighton. Well, Brighton number one for sure he can go like. Because Brighton number one says, Shifhata in a minute. How is he going to go with Brighton number two? So the Gemara says, Amal Khan Papa Kitanya ibn Masiha Lafituma. You know what the case is talking about? When is Shifhata in a minute? When she just says it nonchalantly. When she doesn't give a testimony, when she just is uh, talking and it comes out. Like the story of Ravdimi. He came from Babel. He came from Eris Israel to Babel. He said that there was a rabbi called Ravchanan He was telling the following story. About a story that came in front of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. The army, some say the opposite. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi mishtai. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi was telling a story. Story came from Rabbi Bada Mechadshi Amasiyah Fitumo. The guy was talking Fitumo. The Amar Ani veEminish Bino Luden of the Kuchavim. Me and my mother were taken into captivity by the Goyim. Yatsati Lishov Maim. I went out to get water. Dati Al Emi. I didn't take my mind off my mother, meaning I still was protecting my mother to make sure that she was not violated. I went to collect some wood. But what? I was still protecting my mother to make sure she was not violated. And therefore, but he, was just, he wasn't saying it as a testimony. He was just I'm talking about a story that happened. Rabbi allowed this lady to marry into the Kehuna. Which means, why? Casually. Because since he was casually giving his testimony, he was saying, I was watching my mother. Nothing happened over here. And therefore, what do you see? You see that when you you have a ne'emanut. Oh, so the same thing over here we want to say by the case of the shifha. When shifha dida just comes along and says, oh, listen, uh, whatever, nothing happened to her and all that, that already, even according to the papa, will believe her. I want to point out like this, even though we learned above, and a bright, and that a son is not Ne'eman to testify on the mother. Also, why do we believe the son over here to testify? Because it was Masiyah Lefitumah. That's the point. So just like a son that's usually not Ne'eman is believed Lefitumah, so to a Shifha, Shifha Dida, according to the Papa, that's normally not Ne'eman, because she's close to him in the Shalai, she's close to her, but the case of Masiyah Lefitumah is indeed Ne'eman. Amen, amen.